opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program host and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by TCN TV Network Incorporated. Due to the social nature of this broadcasting channel, videos may contain content copyrighted by another entity or person. The TCN TV Network claims no rights to the said content. TCN TV Network cannot be held accountable for the copyrighted content. TCN TV Network is a messenger and sharer of information and strives to verify but cannot warrant the accuracy of copyrights or completeness of the information on this program. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Reel. I'm your host, Andrew Perry, and we are live in Brampton at the MyTCN Network Studios. And today I've got a very special guest, uh, Dan Steinfeld. Thank you for coming on. Okay, Appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. Um, Dan's got a great story. He's got a big background uh, with uh, almost a multitude of different industries and different things that you've done. And now you are currently, I'm going to use the word, almost revolutionizing the Ontario method of buying and selling real estate anyways. It's, it's been done in, in a few different cities across the world, but not so much in Ontario, right? The That's auction true, yeah. method, mm -hmm. right? So thank you very much for coming on the show. Before I get into all that, um, like I, what, how I like to open uh, things up, get, a, get, get things loose and things like that, is to get to know you a little bit better. And I want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. And because you have such a strong background in other industries, I kind of want to know, um, you know a, a little bit more on the history of that and how you've learned um, things over the years that you've brought into your real estate business. So. Start us off, man. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right. Well, it's uh, it's very cool to be here. Thanks for having me. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, my background's sort of all over the place. It's a little bit uh, unique in that uh, it comes from two very opposite fields, which are uh, both sales and finance, where typically yep. the two don't commingle, where sales guys are trying to spend the money and finance guys are trying to save it as much as possible. <laughs> so uh, it's been a bit of a flip-flop, but... Uh, I won't go back too far, but uh, started out, uh, I'm a CA, which I guess now is a CPA, so that's a chartered accountant. For, yeah, um, okay. So for those who don't know, CA means... Yeah, so it's uh, I'm a number cruncher. That's uh, where the career started out of school. I was with uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers for a few years yep. uh, doing the audit thing, so super exciting work, you know, going into businesses and uh, crunching their numbers, learning about all the inner workings, but uh, yep. uh, that was never really what my guts were telling me to do. It was what uh, school sort of led me to do. Mm -hmm. um, it was nice to have a well-paying job right out of school, so I went with that. And uh, uh, one thing led to another from prior, uh, from prior involvement with different people. I got a phone call uh, while I was on a job from the Toronto yeah. Argonauts, uh, which oh. is, uh, I don't know how many people are outside of Canada, but that's Toronto's professional football team. Uh, I'm a huge football fan. and. Yeah. Uh, seemed like a crank call at the time, because why would the president of the Argonauts be calling me while I'm on an audit job? Um, but uh, my name was dropped because of some sales stuff I'd done during university, and I was into sponsorship at that time, and they asked if I wanted to do an interview for corporate sponsorship. Holy smokes. Um, 
So that was uh, uh, definitely, I was, I was no kids, not a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was not a terrible time to take a leap of faith into something that seemed super mm-hmm. cool. And uh, next day, called in sick. Sorry, PWC, I wasn't really sick. Uh, <laughs> Cats and, out of the back. Yeah, I, there you go. Yeah, 20 years later. Um, and uh, went for an interview and was just blown away by how open and unusual that world seemed. It was, you know, a different kind of cool from what you'd picture from a football team. But I jumped in headfirst a couple months later, became the corporate sponsorship guy for the Argos and uh, got back into sales for a good year. So wh- how, what was the first position that es- essentially that you got with the Argos? Because you've moved up rather quickly or yes. how did that work? Or? Yeah, I started there as their manager of corporate partnerships, which is a fancy way of saying sponsorship guy. Yeah. Uh, so my role was trying to secure partners that uh, would be, you know, the logos on the field and the stuff you see when you're on TV, the uh, giveaways okay. that okay. get thrown into the stands. Um, so just trying to connect with different companies and, uh, and establish relationships that way. Um, but yeah, as you said, I mean, things changed rather quickly there. Uh, mm-hmm. Inside of a year, our, uh, our CFO at the time, uh, he took a role with uh, the Vancouver Olympics, the 2010 Olympics in, oh, yeah. Yeah. in, uh, in Vancouver, and became their CFO. And so this was back in, I guess, 2007. Um, and strange as it might seem, there weren't a lot of finance guys working for the football team at the time. And so uh, uh, my first year was spent getting to know the business, getting to know the partners, but they started... Uh, transitioning me back into finance, saying, you know, why don't we hire from within? And uh, I became the director of finance in the year that followed, which then transitioned into the VP finance and CFO of the team um, for wow. about uh, three, four years. So uh, that's crazy. Very different hat. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I took off the partnerships hat, put on the, uh, the finance hat, which was uh, very different, as you can imagine, from working as an auditor. <laughs> you right. know, it was finance, yeah. but now I'm doing salary cap stuff and yeah. uh, and you know, crunching the numbers and managing the books of a professional yeah. football team. It was just, it was awesome stuff. Awesome, but I find that, you know, for me anyways, that sounds a little stressful. It was, uh, yeah. It not was, like running your own brokerage. Right? No, it was. Yeah, that's no, not stressful no, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Not, not quite brokerage <laughs> stressful, but uh, no, it was, it was not for the faint of heart. Uh, one, of the, one of the first uh, uh, tasks I had was taking on um, uh, an HST audit, which some of us might know what that's like if you've gone through them on a personal level, but this yeah. was for uh, uh, basically a, a, a price tag, let's call it, where we were on the hook for close to $12 million in HST. Oh, and so those numbers, are <laughs> those numbers are unheard of for any company, yeah. but uh, it was my job to try to figure out what and if uh, there was with that number that wasn't accurate and try to whittle that down. So that was a three-year part of my job was just dealing with a a $12 million price tag with the, with the government. Oh, jeez. Um, and then, uh, you know, a, a sidebar, stressful-wise, I mean, the first payroll I ever did for the players, yeah. these are large men who yes. are intimidating men. And as much <laughs> as I might be the signature on their paycheck, I'm also, you know, a five foot ten skinny guy <laughs> who probably, yeah, let's just say I couldn't take any of them in a, in a yeah. you know, in a thumb wrestle. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the first payroll I did, the way it works is they get their checks after the game. And yeah. there's a little after party after the game and everything's fun. But I walked in and I guess I had screwed up something, the taxes, the whatever. And one of the guys from across the bar yells over the moment I walk in, he goes, Steinfeld! <laughs> and I don't know who this guy is. And I'm thinking for a second, I'm pretty cool. And then for a second, this is not a good situation. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he laced into me and gave me the gears of yeah. uh, why you don't screw up players' paychecks that day. And uh, never made that mistake again. 
but well, uh, you know sometimes you yeah. need that intimidation to uh yeah. to change but uh but it was uh no it was a very cool experience ran with that for a while uh and uh, then that transitioned one more time uh, because of the sales background and because of getting to know uh, a few more of the executive partners we had in, in yeah. that role. I was able to, able to meet a few more players from around the league. Um, I transitioned back to sales and became the VP of sales for the team. Mm -hmm. um, I wore both hats for a bit, which, as I said, doesn't mesh well when half of my brain is trying to do one objective yeah. and the other half is yeah. arguing with that. So um, I stepped back as the CFO and moved into sales where that I managed at that point it was the tickets and that sort of sales for the team. So uh, when the 100th Grey Cup was in town and Toronto uh, hosted that, yeah. That was just a super cool event, you know, Justin Bieber and, yep. and uh, you know, that was coming off of, I can't even remember all the acts, but it was just a super cool thing that we were, uh, that we were involved in and then yep. I had to sell that out. So that was a, you know, a 15, $20 million event and uh, that was kind of the pinnacle of my role there and uh, we won that year. So yep, got a ring and, and got that. all the cool yeah. stuff about, uh, that, that goes along with, uh, with uh, you know being on a football team, yeah. you know not playing but getting to enjoy that, and uh, after that it was kind of like okay, well, that's about as good as it gets, okay, right? So you didn't get scared out of the position by the guy at the bar. Didn't get no no <laughs> that, that that yeah exactly knock on wood you know that that uh, that scared me straight yeah. so to speak, and uh, and uh, things just grew from there, and the experience was awesome, met a lot of good people, and it's uh, amazing, and then transitioned out of that into being on my own. Very cool. That's one crazy story. Uh, working yeah. for a professional athletic team, yeah. uh, especially you know, like something as prestigious as the Toronto Argos. So yeah. that's amazing. That's cool. uh, we're going to take our first break of the show, and when we come back, we're going to get into what Dan uh, ventured into right after that position with the Argos. At Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit benjaminlaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. Okay, we're back. Thank you very much for sticking with me, guys. We are live with Dan Steinfeld from On the Black. Dan or Daniel? Do you have, your Facebook's I Daniel. I, 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 I like both. to shorten it. It's all good. Get, yeah. You know, it's help the same time. Yeah, drop the second. Actually, one time I shortened it for a client, and he, I'm like, uh, I think his name was Jonathan. I was yeah. like, Hey, John, nice to meet you. He's like, It's Jonathan. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah. So yeah. sorry. There, there are that. those out there that'll. Yeah, well, thanks for sticking with us, guys. You know, before we left uh, on our first little break there, we were talking about how Dan was working with the Argos, um, you know, and we touched on a little bit of his history and, you know, his background. And now we're going to get into the part of the story where, you know, you've, you've left, uh, 
you know, such such a high paying, high uh, empowerment of a job, right? And and now now you're getting into real estate. So walk us through what made you kind of that leave happen? that role. Yeah, how yeah. did that happen? You'd think uh, that that would be a dream job for most kids. Yeah, you know what? And, and it was. And it was. I mean, it, at a point in time, I mean, it became, it's a business like any other, right? So, like I said, you know, once, once you reach kind of that, that cool factor, the cool was always there, but at some point I could just buy a ticket and still enjoy it and, and have my friends there. And uh, what happened after that was uh, my wife, Katie, who, who a lot of people and a lot of you out there probably know, um, yep. she's been in real estate now for uh, for the better part of 10 years. Okay. And uh, she was she was doing that uh, alongside when I was at the Argos, and uh, we were also expecting our fourth kid at the time. Whew. So... Things were, Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So, so things were, you know, not slow. Right. And uh, and at that point, I was thinking, you know, as as I was transitioning out of it, I thought, you know what? Why don't I? Uh, I was really interested in what she does, and I was kind of living vicariously through her. Yeah. Um. On on the cool factor and all the cool things that you do in real estate, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna get my license because yeah. if nothing else, four kids in the house, maybe it'll be nice to have a backstop of someone else who has a license if we need to, you know, yeah. do showings or yeah. share this or whatever. Um, truth be told, though, that's not how Katie rolls, right? Yeah. And so, kid was born, and I'm like, hey, you have any clients or anybody you want to throw at me? She's like, go get your own clients. <laughs> She's like, I'm good, yeah. you, know, you know, stay home with the kids. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's fair. But, uh, you know, it, it was an opportunity to start exploring that myself. And uh, it was a nice uh, transition from the sports world because a few of my first clients were actually from that world. So, um, um, a lot of my early clients were football guys and, yeah. uh, and that allowed me to get my feet wet with some unique uh, situations. Um, and the two of us started working alongside each other in different ways. We were uh, at the same brokerage when I started. So I joined the same brokerage she was at and, uh, and learned the ropes truthfully, truthfully from her, like, yeah. you know, seeing what she does. And, uh, and we just uh, kind of grew together that way, doing different deals and meeting people and building our referral networks. And, uh, and for me, it was trying to understand what made the industry, you know, unique and each client unique and what might have been missing. I was kind of all about what does this industry need? Because I think Finding every realtor... Gaps. What was that? Finding the gaps. Finding yeah. the gaps, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think every realtor wants to differentiate. It's so... Yep competitive of an environment and everybody wants to have that thing that, you know, I do this, no one else does, so call me. Uh, it wasn't so much about that, but it was more, if there's going to be this many people out there and this many people as consumers who aren't gung-ho in love with realtors, there's something here that's missing, or there's got to be a commonality to some degree of people who have, uh, um, I don't want to say that complaint, but that question that hasn't really been answered well enough. Um, and that's what started leading us to exploring, among other things, building our own brokerage out of that. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, the same thing I've heard from a lot of realtors that are out there is, you know, when you're, when you're working under another heading, there's a ton of benefits, and I'm a big fan of working for another brokerage. But when you've got ideas that maybe don't mesh or don't follow the mantra of where you are, you've got the option of tucking it away or I got to do this on my own. Right, right, right. Um, and for and, what you guys have planned and have already been doing yeah. is uh, something very unique that a lot or most brokerages probably wouldn't be open to, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, at the time, definitely, it was unheard of. Yeah. And, and and it didn't just stop. I mean, we're, we're talking about auctions, <laughs> yeah. but it, it didn't just stop at that. It was just a lot of 
different twists on the way real estate is done and transacted and marketed that, you know, in some cases, probably our brokerage wouldn't have had a problem with it. But in other cases, we said, you know what, we think we just came up with something cool and we want to own this. Yeah, right. I love it. So, uh, I mean, it's probably unfair to point a finger at our brokerage and say, like, we never actually went to them and said, hey, would you be cool if we did this? Yes, yeah. We just said, we think this is cool, we want to build it, and it's easier for us to do it 100% according to our own rules, screw up ourselves, yep. run into problems and successes ourselves, um, and no one's going to be breathing down our neck except for the own issues that we create and right. have to, you know, fires we have to put out ourselves. So that's what led to the brokerage for us as well. Okay. So not only, uh, how long were you even in real estate before you uh, had this couple type of years. an idea? A yeah, okay. Well, I, I, maybe not even a couple of years. I shouldn't even say that. Uh, the, the idea came towards the end of my first year trading. Um, and uh, the auction side of things came. We were watching a story a lot of people might have seen on CBC Marketplace. Uh, they did kind of a behind-the-scenes expose of bidding wars. Yeah. Um, and it was basically catching that, you know, fraction of 1% of realtors who don't do things in a savory way out there. It happens. Bring, you know, and they brought it, it to light in a sense that, you know, it made it look like it's a more yeah. rampant problem than it is. However, it exposed what a lot of people are, are looking for in the industry, which is more transparency. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, during the story, the question was asked, you know, and, and they brought up how it's done in Australia. And Australia auctions and open auctions are a big thing. They basically said, why can't that be done here? Mm -hmm. That was the question that was asked. And Katie and I looked at each other and said, yeah, like, yeah. why can't that be done here, right? And, and there's reasons. There, were, there, were, uh, there was a reality to why it isn't done. But rather than say, well, it's not being done, so I guess it can't be done. Let's Move just on. put our heads down. We, uh, we took it upon ourselves to look into it and try to answer the question. And uh, that began the journey. Of, mm -hmm. uh, it was really that story that, uh, that got us trying to see if there was a way to break through and, and address a bit of the transparency issue. So why do you think that auctions um, haven't been done before? And what do you think the reasoning behind, you know, is it, is it Rico who, who said that that's, you know, not fair, favorable? Yeah, I mean, I mean Rico, it's interesting the way the rules read. It's, it's the black and white rule says a realtor is not allowed to disclose the contents of a competing bid. Right. Which, in effect, basically says if you're a realtor, you can't do an open auction. That's yeah. basically what that rule says. So... From the regulatory perspective, yeah, realtors can't. And that's why I think people came full stop at that and right. said, well, I guess I can't do it. Right. The interesting thing is when it comes to auctions, what it says is auctioneers are only allowed to auction real estate, or like the only ones allowed to auction real estate. Mm -hmm. So not a realtor, but as an auctioneer, you can. So an auctioneer can that's sell an auction, but a realtor can't. And that's why, you know, more, uh, you know, in, in Canada and Ontario, you know, people see farm auctions, people see property yeah. auctions in more rural areas where auctioneers are doing them. And, uh, you know, and we have seen a little bit more so some auction companies from the States come in, like Concierge and some of these yep. bigger names yep. who do one-off event properties. Yeah. Um, but typically and historically, realtors haven't been doing it, and it's primarily because of that regulation. So do you need... Uh, pardon my ignorance, but do you need an auctioneer's license? You, or? The short answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, and to us at least, that was what we saw as the solution initially. Yeah. Was let's figure out how to become an auctioneer, and whether it was one of us wearing a realtor hat, one of us being an auctioneer, or bringing in someone from outside yep. to be the auctioneer. Let's figure out how to do this. 
Um, initially, it was me that became the auctioneer. So okay. I got an auctioneer's Did you learn license. the... Uh, the, the, the uh, I, I can't really talk any faster than I am right now, and that's about as fast <laughs> as I can talk, and you might not understand me. But uh, no, that, that wasn't really... I mean, it was... That, it, that's not a job uh, requirement? No, it, it was, <laughs> <laughs> strangely. I mean, it, and it's kind of a cool thing I was hoping to learn, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, no, the, the license process, truth be told, isn't that complicated, but uh, went through it, and so I, uh, I was, emphasis on was, but in the beginning I was uh, a licensed auctioneer and, and represented that side of our business. Yeah. Um, the other thing we did, and still continue to do now, is our brokerage was a separate entity from the auction company. Okay. So even though the branding was similar and all that, the actual auctions themselves don't take place under the umbrella of the brokerage. Mm -hmm. um, the transaction and everything else still operates exactly the same way. Um, so MLS and all that and the way that we operate as a brokerage, okay. but the actual auction process takes place right. over here. Okay. So it's, uh, it, it, was, it was towing the line, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. I mean, it wasn't intentionally doing anything to blur things, but it was trying to understand what the rules were right. and make because this work Because it's never been done it. before, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you off. We're, we're going to go take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the inner workings of the auction and um, the way, you know, your company does things. Sure. We'll be back. My name is Trish Curling, and I am an online coach, personal trainer, and yoga teacher and your new host of Shaping Life, which is all about understanding that we have the ability and the control to take charge of our health and wellness. But we can't do it alone, and I can't wait to sit down with the best in the industry. Please tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. live here on the TCN Network. Hello everyone, my name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point. The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another. Join us on Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. as we discuss all the issues. I will never forget the trust you put in me municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us. And we're back. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Our guest, Dan Steinfeld, was just about to dive into how auctioning works in the real estate world. Um, so when you first found out about this method, um, obviously a lot of research you had to do goes into something like this. Um, you know, but you, you were just, we ended off the conversation where you had, you had to have two entities mm -hmm. or you had two entities. What, how did, right. what, what's the whole story behind that and why did you have to do it and What's happening now? Uh, at the time, we wanted to be super careful. We wanted to make sure that if we were going to do this, our biggest concern was you don't want to put all the work into building something and then being mm -hmm. shut down out of the gate, right? Um, because this wasn't a case of we were going to get a property, stand on a front lawn, and just take bids. Like we were, we've built a platform, which I guess we can talk about a bit, but the whole auction uh, process is done online. 
and building the platform and developing an auction platform from scratch was a pretty costly and time-consuming process yeah, that I bet. Um, we needed to ensure that on the other side of things, just on the business and, and regulatory side, that we weren't going to do anything that would render it useless after we yeah. invested in building it. So uh, we made sure to be super careful with all that. We read, double read, brought lawyers in, ensured that we understood the letter of the law well, um, and then went full steam ahead with it. Awesome. So now that um, you're fully operational, mm -hmm. um, how does how does it work? Walk us through your online platform, and so because this is what when I first heard about this, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but um, so you you can redirect this any way you want. But when I first heard about this, I was like, okay, so if I'm representing a buyer, and I'm a realtor, yep. do I just log onto your website and submit the offer essentially? Uh, at its core, that's one way to put it. Yeah, okay. I think um, there's yeah there's a lot of common questions that we get. I mean, that's uh, the biggest one we get is from buyers agents, right? Because the process itself is exactly identical to that of an offer date situation or the bidding okay. wars people are cons are, are familiar with. Um, the one huge difference being that the actual process of bidding is taking place online in a transparent, open forum. Um, other than that, the, everything that leads up to that, whether it be the way it's listed, you know, the way we stage the home, take the pictures, do showings, everything's done the same way. Um, agents are still, or realtors are still, you know, booking their showings, taking their clients through. Um, we do typically allow for preemptives the same way. Yeah. So um, not to jump to that situation, but, you know, prior to the auction taking place, probably almost half of our auctions have sold before the auction has happened. Yeah. in a way that people are familiar with with a preemptive offer. Um, and so the auction process, to answer your question, is um, typically the buyer will be the one logging in and okay. bidding. Uh, part of their registration process is they identify their realtor when they register. Mm -hmm. um, their realtor's kept in tune with it from beginning to end. So the right. moment they register, the realtor is getting emails and updates saying, hey, your client just registered to bid. They might not have bid yet, but just so you know, this is happening. Okay. Um, cooperation is exactly the same. So right. there's no skimping on commissions or anything like that. So everything's done. And we learned that and, and established that early on where this of isn't course, a case. And, and probably the number one point we wanted to get through and continue to want to get through is this isn't built to cut agents out of the equation. Of this course. is actually dependent on participation of um, you know the cooperating brokers, cooperating realtors. Because without them, we're not showing, it's the same as another listing. We're not getting the house shown. People aren't being uh, directed to participate. Right. Um, but uh, when the buyer will register, and the registration process is, is pretty extensive to bid, um, they're in there as the person who will be the name on the purchase and sale agreement of when course. all is said and done. The reason we prefer that the agents don't, and we've had realtors log in and bid on their client's behalf, um, the reason that that's a bit risky for the realtor is if they win the auction and they go to their buyer and say, yeah. hey, we won, it's 1.5 million bucks, and the buyer says, ah, just kidding, yeah, <laughs> you know, or right, I don't want it. Right. Contractually speaking, now the realtor's on the now hook the to, buy the to buy the place. So we've, we've asked that the realtors uh, uh, instruct their buyers and stay with them every step of the way. Um, and, you know, if they're so, concerned. So when, when they submit, yes. do they submit, is it just options or like a text box and just say no we want to go this this or is it more like is there any signed paperwork at the registration time 
at the time of registration, the one thing that's signed is basically the agreement associated with the auction. So these are what you are agreeing to as a bidder, and these are the terms you're bound to. Yeah. Um, part of that is, you know, you register when you're bidding with a credit card. Uh, that's not charged, but there's a pre-authorization. <laughs> yeah, so we're not taking a huge fee or anything. We're not but taking like 1.5 million. Yeah, no, right, right out of the gate, <laughs> whatever you buy it for is getting charged to your card. No, there's a, there's a pre-authorization that's pretty sizable, yeah. and it's held as a protection against things like what we call delinquent bids. Yeah. Um, yeah. If someone bids something and then wants to walk away, then they're penalized. For yeah, it. that's just like um, in a, a, a deposit attached with the It's offer. a deposit, exactly. But rather than making everybody submit a bank draft ahead of time, because yeah, people could yeah. be bidding from anywhere, uh, we just make sure that both from a you know, fraud prevention, from an identity um, confirmation, it all, all goes through authorized.net, so we know that the yeah. people bidding are who they say they are. Um, and from protecting the bid, it does that as well. Um, as far as paperwork, though, goes... Our whole auction platform is built on transparency. It's right. built on people obviously knowing what the price is going to be, but also what they're getting into. So the actual agreement of purchase and sale is made available to download and review ahead of time. So as a buyer, as a, as a, as a realtor, you can download the APS, and it's filled out with everything with the exception of the price, mm -hmm. the name of the purchaser, and typically the closing date, unless there's a set date that right. the seller wants. Yeah. Um, and everything else is there. So the Schedule A, the Schedule B, everything's pre-populated so that the auction itself is only operating with the variable of price. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask because what if, you know, what about certain conditions, home mm -hmm. inspection, financing? Exactly, yeah. So home inspections, for every auction we do, we do a pre-list home inspection with a third party. We make it available for Smart. download. Um, it's not that dissimilar from some of these offer dates too where they right. do that because they want people to come in clean. Right. Um, we require you come in clean because we're providing that ahead of time. If somebody wants to do their own inspection, they'd yeah. be able to do one ahead of the auction, but you can't add that as a stipulation of ah, your bid. Cool, um, cool. Financing is an interesting one, especially given the climate of mortgages and, and yeah. you know the, the uncertainty around that now. We've done auctions both ways, some where it's a clean offer and financing is also waived mm -hmm. and you better come in understanding that you don't get that as a condition. Mm -hmm. um, that's generally how auctions in other jurisdictions operate, is that it's a completely as-is, clean-off right. offer. That's right. That's um, right. We have had situations where we include financing as a mandatory condition that yeah. everybody gets, even if you don't need it. Um, and that, you know, it brings more bidders to the table because there's a sense of comfort, but it also doesn't give that finality to the right, process when it's right. done and as a seller you're like well it's sold but yeah. now they're protected by this as well yeah. so uh, that still is a slightly moving target we yep. we uh, we tend to move to the let's keep it clean perspective. yeah it, and it's I mean it's not like you're in uh, a market that wouldn't provide buyers that can you know afford right. what they're actually buying right we we try to educate people and make them sort of aware of what they're getting into. And, and, you know, we also aren't looking to make this a situation. Obviously, we'd love the price to go up as high as it's willing to go, but it won't go to sort of an unappraisable value. And if it does, right. we would hope that it's somebody who's got the means to pay what they're bidding. Right. Right. Um, and we haven't run into any of those situations yet for all the auctions that we've done, which is good <laughs> as well. Um, the only other real variables are, as I said, closing date. Um, Typically, we'll give a range. So, you know, let's say it's 30 to 90 or 60 to 90. As a buyer, as long as you end in that zone, once you buy it, just tell us the date that you want. We populate yeah. it with that. The deposit is preset. So that's another thing in, in bidding wars. Sometimes people try to differentiate because this one's bringing 100,000, this one's bringing 25,000. Right. 
who's got a better offer if one is $5,000 more with a lower deposit. This takes that all out of there, where people are right. competing on price. Yeah. Everyone's got a static deposit, yeah. and that all goes the same way. Yeah, you see, see, the reason why I love that so much is because in when you when you have offer dates or you're, or you're in multiple offer situations, um, it's just there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. And if and if the buyers said, look, I could have afforded maybe two thousand dollars more, right. five thousand dollars more, ten thousand, whatever it is, and it, I I I think the way that traditionally we are doing it, I I think that causes more problems than having something that you have. That, and it, and yeah. for for an industry that's all about transparency, I totally understand the fact that we're protecting. Our um, yeah, our, our our clients, you know, uh, offers, and I, I understand that. But at the same time, sometimes you don't know how many times, especially 2017, 2016, where people, oh God, you know, I could have I could have afforded that extra amount. That's right. What did it sell for? Oh, sorry, it sold for one thousand dollars more than you wanted, exactly. and we didn't hear from the listing agent. That's you it, know it. that we had another opportunity, right? What do you do when a listing agent says, "Try again"? Yeah. Right. You know, even as a realtor, to, yeah. you know, like you don't know how to best advise your client. Well, what does that well, mean? Well, what does that mean? Right. So we. Is there anything you want to improve on? Right. You know, well, like hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge. Yeah. And in some cases, you're already in the lead, and you don't know. So in this case, you know, the argument's yeah. been there as as an agent saying, "Well, hey, how are they going to get their best price? Because now we're not going to get those people who are outbidding themselves because they don't know any better." Mm-hmm. Maybe so. But at the same time, this keeps all the buyers around who are so disenchanted with. The blind process, or who otherwise, when they hear, oh, it's an offer date, forget it. Yeah, that, this keeps that, people in. that honestly happens yeah. a lot. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, head into our final segment. Uh, we're going to find out more about the actual brokerage uh, that Dan and Katie are operating, you know, the future of it. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Hello everyone, my name is Jermaine Chambers and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point. The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another. Join us on Tuesdays from 4pm to 5pm as we discuss all the issues. I will never forget the trust you put in me municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us. And we're back. Thank you very much uh, for uh, staying with us, guys. We are in our last segment. Dan Steinfeld from On the Block Realty. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, so you've got you've you've started the brokerage. You've explained the auction process, and we, we really appreciate you. You know, being transparent with us. We 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 <laughs> we, we all really appreciate that. Um, so now you you've got a uh, physical brokerage now, right? That you've been working on yep. for the past nine months, right? Tell us a little process. bit about that, and you know. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're building our bricks and mortar, and uh, 
actually from here I'm heading to get the final sign off from the city on uh, yep. on occupancy because our grand opening is uh, is on November 16th. Everyone's invited. So Oh nice. Look oh it's going to be it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good and, time. And where is this located? It's at uh, Weston and Langstaff, so it's in Vaughan. Um, yep. It's a, it's a great space. I mean well, I saw pictures of it. It looks it's, great. It's Fantastic. Been, yeah, it's been fun. This has been a labor of love for us as designing the office. And I mean, uh, black wall. What a great choice! Isn't that what you did in the, the boardroom, yeah. right? Yeah, no black wall. It's black. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to ruin the surprise yeah, too sorry, much. Sorry, but yeah, sorry, but, no, no, yeah. but, but I guess we're sharing a lot of yeah. it on Instagram and all that. But yeah, black, gold, and I love it. I love uh, the branding. Yeah, you've no, done a fantastic job. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been awesome, and uh, we're looking forward to officially opening to the public uh, in uh, in less than a couple weeks now. But yeah. uh, we've been operating there for the last month or two and getting mm -hmm. our feet wet and enjoying the space. Do you have fun. the agents yet? We do. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a team of agents, and we're very wow. steadily and excitedly growing that. Uh, we're heavily right now into recruiting, and now that uh, we've kind of gone through proof of concept and proof of. Uh, of auction model and all that, uh, and and I should say the auctions are only about 10, 15 percent of the transactions we do. So we're not okay. We're not an auction brokerage or anything okay, like that. Okay, good is to actually, know. Good uh, to know. And plus, because we're two companies, auctions are also something we've offered to other brokerages. So for people, so you can take control of. Okay. Yeah, so people can actually auction their properties if they've got their own listings. Uh, they work alongside our auction company. That's very and, interesting. Uh, that's a whole other side of things. It's a discussion yeah, for another day, but right. uh, you know, if anybody's interested, they could feel free to reach out and find out more. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're recruiting right now, looking for so more it, uh, agents. Yeah. It, let, let's just say somebody was uh, watching this show that has been interested in what you've said so far, or maybe they're thinking of switching things up. Yep. What would I don't want to put you on the spot, but what what would your value prop be? What what would you what was your pitch? I guess you could say. I think more than anything, we understand that everybody's different, and not everybody's looking for the one-size-fits-all solution. Yeah. Um, we get things done. I think uh, the auctions are a great example of sticking to something through. I mean, yes. I, I didn't, I didn't touch on you no know any, any of the any of the you know uh, peaks and valleys we've gone through, but at the end of the day, we're progressive, we're forward-thinking, and uh, we're looking to grow a team uh, with us that really go forward with a similar mindset who are looking to just, uh, you know, I don't want to say improve. Uh, this isn't about changing things. It's about providing more choice. It's about coming up with solutions that just better the experience for consumers. And we treat our realtors the exact same way. Uh, and that's our goal, is to just grow a really tight team of people who want to grow themselves and uh, build their brands. And we're there to support them. That's amazing. That's amazing. And um, so you've got, I know this is really early to ask something, but what's, what's your goals for the future? You've got the first office, any hopes to open another one down the road, expand, go into different towns? Well, hey, we're, we're taking over the world, right? Yeah. One office at a time. No, we're, uh, you know what? We're, we're very focused right now on making this, you know, the best office it can yeah. be. Uh, yeah. We're not looking to be you know, a 500-person brokerage. We're not that kind of a, a team where it's like, let's just get people and, and let's just yeah. do that. We want to build a tight team. And if that gets, you know, knock on wood, that gets big enough where it merits opening another location, I think for us, absolutely, we'd want to, uh, you know, geographically spread out there and, uh, and have a pres uh, physical presence in more places. Uh, the realtors on our team right now are all over the place. We have mm -hmm. one in Durham. Um, and, you know, the, the beauty of technology allows us to, right, absolutely. to be everywhere. Um, but our goal on the realtor side is, yeah, to grow the team and, and to really build our brand. 
Uh, and on the auction side is we really want those to, to gain some steam. And we want to be the mm -hmm. go-to for people who are interested in that avenue. We want them to know on the block is the way to go when you want to do that sort of a transaction. As that's, well. that's very interesting. So in, you know, we know that once you're licensed in Ontario, you can sell over Ontario. Now, would you, would you think that research would meet, need to be done in different markets, or do you just think let's let's try it out? I mean, I mean, it's 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 not like you're you're starting it off at a dollar with no right. pictures or anything like that. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a, that kind of an a, auction. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a standard standard listing, yep. just with more transparency, right? Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Uh, Other markets? We're we're definitely interested. We we've done one in BC. Um, really? Which was an interesting process. And for those, it's not where we've focused right now. But right, we did of, course, it. of course. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Our, our process there is because we're able to partner with other brokers, in those situations, the auction becomes a tool that they use to sell their properties. So we had a property in BC where there was an agent trying to sell it. Their client wanted to try the auction route. And because this is a very uh, limited, if at all, available option in Canada. Right. They found us, and uh, we ran the auction for them, where the auction technically still takes place in Vaughan. Right. Because the laws of the internet, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the transaction was still ran the same way in BC. And so uh, we've got another Very one, it looks like, in uh, New Brunswick coming up uh, early in the new year. That's I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and for anybody who wants to see, I'll just throw this quick plug. Yeah, but if anyone wants no, to see uh, the please. auction in action, we do have a demo that runs 24 hours a day. There's fake properties for auction. Uh, it's on our website at otbauctions.com. Go and bid, buy a fake house, and you can actually oh, you see can actually how it works. Oh, you can actually try it yourself. Yeah, so it's, so it's not, not like just, just a video. A video that's no, no, it's, okay. it's the actual platform. Wow. It works. If you've used eBay, it's similar. There's yeah. a lot more real estate-specific things in there, but it gives you an opportunity. Or if you know, when we run auctions, we direct yep. prospective buyers there too to try it and get comfortable, so that before they click a button for a million dollars for real, <laughs> they've got a, an understanding of what they're getting into. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, very interesting uh, concept. Um, all right, so we're we're just uh, about to run down the clock on our on our latest episode here. Dan, we've got three minutes. Just pitch. Where can we find you? How can people get in touch with you? All your social media plugs. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, uh, social media. I, I just recently got Instagram, so help me out. <laughs> I'm uh, at Steinfeld. Too busy says. revolutionizing the real yeah, estate Yeah, right. No, industry. it's uh, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. But you can uh, follow our brokerage at Get On The Block. Um, that's for all the platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, we're yeah. at get on the block. It's also getontheblock.com is our brokerage's website where you can learn more about what we do as a brokerage, uh, learn more if you're interested in uh, talking to us about, uh, joining up that's there too. And, uh, myself, I'm at Steinfeld says again on all the platforms yeah. and, uh, Follow me. Not to I'll be follow confused you back. with Seinfeld <laughs> says. Yeah, not Seinfeld a, says. Yeah, throw know, a T Instagram in there. Instagram meme account. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can. That might still be available. Yeah. So yeah, you can. Uh, you can grab that. We can yeah. compete. Well, so. you know what, Dan, you've done a lot of interviews. Okay. You know, on local television, and yeah, now well, that you're on my show. Well, so thank it. you. This is the big time now. This now, is the now big I've time. Made it. Daily now Reel. Uh, but thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate that, guys. If you have any questions, I did insert all of his social Dan and Kenny in on the block. Um, all their social media uh, links in the description. So please reach out to them if you have any questions. Thank you again for another amazing episode, and we will see you next week.